we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for September 13th, 2021. Going to just try to rapid fire as much of this information as we can. This one is entitled Child Jab Injuries. Uh, first numbers have been reported serious danger. This just broke on Stu Peters. So let's go ahead and play this for you. Well, we were told as adults last night that we have a choice to make. We can comply with the federal government or we can go to the gulags. Kids, on the other hand, are not going to have a choice. That's right. Ages 12 and up, at least in one school district, the largest in the country in Los Angeles, these kids are being forced to take this inoculation. Parents are tripping over themselves to get to the front of the line to get their kids jabbed with this oh, poison sick. that has proven to be dangerous oh. and in a lot of cases deadly. Dr. Jane Ruby is here. Some preliminary numbers are coming out about these kids, these child vaccines, if you will call them, uh, and it doesn't look good. You know, Biden said his patience was wearing thin, and I read that to mean that they're coming for your children. Yeah. Your babies are now going blind and deaf with this stuff. Right. We're about to enter the darkest portion of this dystopian nightmare, Stu, forcing this genetic poison into babies and small children who uh, don't get it, and they don't convey it to other people. And the early numbers are in. Let me just get to these numbers because they're they're killers. In, in 73 children aged 6 to 17 years old are now reported to be permanently blind and 48 children in the same age group 6 to 17 are now reported to be permanently deaf according to VAERS after these injections as late as September 5. There was also a new paper that and came out. And that's the fox guarding the hen house. That's VAERS. So that's only a small portion of what the true numbers are. It's it's in peer review right now, uh, but it's a preprint. It's a national database analysis from the University of California at Davis, and it exposes cardiac injury uh, in 12 to 17 year olds. It's called SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccination associated myocarditis in children aged 12 to 17. A strat Which is what we were just talking about with the Division One. Teenager that I I let I, I you know let him talk for the couple minutes there and then the dad that had a, a son that died the, the myocarditis ages twelve to seventeen I mean we're we're talking these things are just as horrific for the children and and um, the teenagers as they are for adults it seems fight analysis and look what when you when you take a look at the at the bar graph that I have here in Figure One cardiac injury undeniable and huge wow. especially after the second shot the severity though and the long-term damage is completely unknown while pfizer was granted that emergency use authorization it appears as though let me just back that up it appears as though um the the males are just after the second dose I mean, the statistics for, I, I believe this is myocarditis, is just through the roof. That for some reason, it's not affecting the females near as much. We're talking in the second dose, the, the rate of, I believe, myocarditis is 13, like out of, uh, out of, um, um, it's, it's 13 compared to 162. And I'm not 100% sure. I wish she would elaborate on this a little bit more. But there's no comparison regarding how this is disproportionately affecting um, the 12 to 17-year-old male boys with myocarditis. The girls aren't near as susceptible to it, uh, uh, appearing from this statistic.
especially after the second shot. The severity, though, and the long-term damage is completely unknown. While Pfizer was granted that emergency use authorization uh, as an extension for the 12 to 15-year-olds on August 23rd, we, it's important to remember, Stu, they're already preparing to grab additional EUA extension for 2 to 11-year-olds with no regard for these permanent injuries and the 14 deaths in children that we've already seen. I'm actually sick and tired of doctors and ill-informed parents saying, oh, the numbers are so low compared to a million, you know, out of a million. Well, let me translate that risk for everyone. For boys 12 to 17, with no medical comorbidities, that means they're perfectly healthy before the jab, the likelihood of post-jab cardiac adverse event is 162 per million. This is four times higher than their expected COVID-19 hospitalization rate. I mean, it's all relative. Remember, no one under 18 years of age was studied in these trials before these greedy pigs unblinded it. So right. so it doesn't matter, whatever the X number and is. We can't trust their lying stats. That's what they're willing to admit to, just like the VAERS. They're only taking it from one of the VAERS databases, according to attorney rents. We don't even know about the other eight or seven or eight that are out there. Not only that, we the VAERS has admitted that they only may have only 1% of the true numbers. They've admitted that in their own writings. I have the link, that uh, the links to all this are in my kill shot stats that I post on continuefortruth.com. You know, the COVID kill shot numbers, basically. There's there's dedicated PDFs I'm putting up now. You just have to kind of scroll down on the homepage. I won't let them scroll out. I'll, I'll either update them or, or whatever so that they don't scroll off the initial page. Out of a million, it's meaningless when you don't have the baseline trial safety data in this particular age group or any, any subpopulation, like pregnant women, breastfeeding right. women, children yeah. so so we don't have any short-term data really to go on and we have no long-term data what we do have is are these early warning signals from VAERS and that's really the real value of VAERS is you get these early warnings and then you go and investigate them you shut the program down until you can vet these these issues and none has been done Stu I can't ring the bell loudly enough yeah so just to just to recap on what you just said because that statistic was kind of alarming to me very alarming so a yes. child is four times more likely to experience severe cardiac adverse event or reaction to this vaccine. Which four will probably be for the rest of their life. They will probably have heart damage for the rest of their life. Which, I mean, I mean, how much is that going to lop off their, their lifespan? Just that alone. Not to mention all the other horrific aspects of the kill shot. Four times more likely for that serious event to occur in a child than they are to be hospitalized or die to COVID. Absolutely right, from the natural flu, which we know is like 0. .000 something chance that they even get the flu, yeah. much less end well, up I mean, in the hospital. Any death it. is tragic, but I, I think we've lost so, so much sight of this, uh, a certain group of people at least, I mean, more kids die of influenza B every year. We've never done anything to respond right. to that other than push them towards a failed and ineffective influenza shot every year exactly. uh, that we have now found yeah. is, is, is a complete waste and, and totally ineffective yeah. as well. Because it's not about health anymore, Stu. You cannot drug your body into good health. If you have a strongly functioning immune system, if you have these things, these cofactors that I've mentioned so many times already high in your system, well then... Whatever hits you is most likely, if it does, it's going to be one-tenth of what it would normally be had you not had those things in there. You're going to get over it so much quicker, 
and your body is going to be able to identify it the next time it sees it. Okay, you cannot, you just can't drug your body into good health. It's not about health. I think we all know that. And we're at enough of a threshold for me. This has got to be shut down. Yeah. This, is, this has got to be, we've got to find a way to stop this. Because as they go down into lower ages, children two to five years old, five to ten-year-olds, ten I mean, parents, wake up, wake up, just wait. Just wait. Yeah, just run. Just absolutely say no. Run. Yeah, do not yep. comply with this. Take your kid out of school. Uh, really? Is it is it worth it? You're sending your kid in Los Angeles schools. My goodness, this is the Marxist indoctrination camp. Now it's Camp COVID. You're sending your kid to an inoculation that has been proven to be more deadly than every previous vaccine combined in the history right of tracking right. vaccines in this country. Close to 14,000 people. And that is only, according to a Harvard study, I need to remind you every time, 1%, which means that exactly. it is possible yes. that 1.4 million people are dead as exactly. a result of this thing. Exactly. Absolutely right. I mean, and those are modest calculations. Yes. Yep. And, and modest. So, Plus the injuries. I mean, the, the injuries are way, way greater than that. But I'm talking. Okay, so let's extrapolate that to what I went over earlier, where um, according to most of the recent stats released by the CDC on Friday, August 27, 2021, their VAERS adverse event reporting system now has recorded more than twice as many deaths following the COVID-19 shots during the past eight and a half months than deaths recorded following all vaccines for the past 30 years combined. Now, okay, but then what about can we add a couple zeros? What is it then? What? How many deaths compared to the last three? I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I imagine if I sat down, I could do the math. But we, we are talking <laughs> the biggest news story, the biggest premeditated mass murder of humanity that's ever went on. It, we're in the process of it right now. Okay. Um, we're in the process of this genocide being committed and the mainstream media calls it a nothing burger. Says so there's nothing to see here, move on, take the kill shot, shut up, don't be a conspiracy theorist. You know, it, it's just rise up or bow down, humanity. That's the loss of human life. Do not give your kids this injection. There is no reason for it. There is no statistic information, no, no scientific information, no data that supports doing this to your children. There's no data that no suggests that COVID, the virus itself, has been detrimentally impacting children at all from the beginning of this whole thing. And now and they're no scaring people no with this Delta. Yep. And no accountability, Stu, on the part of the companies to show any data before forcing this onto your children. Yeah, where's the press conference from Moderna? Where's the press conference from <laughs> Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson? Man. Absolutely sick. Oh, those, those, those people and those companies responsible for this, they're gonna burn so white hot in hell in the lake of fire. I, 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 wish, I wish they could get hung out over hell and see their future. Maybe some of them would repent, I don't know. I don't know. In the name of Jesus Christ. Next report, Dr. Artis, um, this is an, another really, uh, uh, important thing here. This is regarding vaccine lot numbers. The guy's really been on some, some cutting edge stuff here. 
So you have a big news, a big update, though, uh, yeah. about the CDC and, and uh, some of the nefarious games they're playing. You want to let people know? Yeah, so August 17th, uh, well, actually, there's a few things. So the FDA approved, we know, this, Pfizer. this new version of the Pfizer COVID-19 shot on Monday of this week. This is some type of Christian show he's on. I know he's. this is Dr. Artis. We just heard from him in the last segment, and he is also, uh, the, he's the naturopath. I think he's a chiropractor. And um, I believe he's also the one that's working with Attorney Rents, the one that, that filed the, the big lawsuit that he's in the process of doing about the 45,000 deaths within three days of taking the kill shot. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I believe he's working closely with him as well. Uh, they've got two weeks, Pfizer does, to turn into the FDA all listed ingredients that are in the shot, mm -hmm. along with a complimentary labeling, and they have to match up. So they have to disclose for the first time now to the world what's in there, wow. which there have been proposed ideas that there's graphene oxide in there, how much mRNA is in there. Mm -hmm. We actually don't know all the ingredients. The emergency use authorization allowed the actual manufacturers exactly. to put in and change the formula this entire time. Right. It's wow. only once the approval process from the FDA steps in that they're not allowed to change it legally anymore. So they yeah, but we're only going to be getting, though, that same kill shot from Pfizer. Remember, the emergency use, the, it, it was all the sleight of hand garbage where we're going to still be getting that same um, emergency kill shot. And But then they said at the same time, oh, this one's achieved FDA approval. But that one isn't even in production, and it probably won't be out for two to three years. But... What they were trying to do is trick everybody and thinking, oh, finally, it's under FDA approval, so now it can be mandated. And that's a lie. They're still only giving out the emergency use one so that they can still not have any risk of liability and they don't have to disclose the ingredients. So I don't know how much they're going to actually reveal that's truth, and I don't trust Satan any farther than I could throw him have to submit what it, what's the final version of your vaccine. So every shot that people got could be different. Could be completely that's different. Not, yeah, that's crazy. For example, the very first Moderna shots that went out in December, they had two, two right. patented little ingredients inside the shots. Now there's seven. Oh. But they haven't had to disclose what the other five are. We don't even know what they are. So wow. all of these have been different. So Well, we know they're using aborted fetal cell lines for sure. The reasons why people ask, I mean, they ask a lot and reach out to us a lot. Why is it that I got the shots early on for COVID-19, but I didn't get sick? And why are we seeing all these other issues? And I'm telling them, they're actually changing the lots all the time. So Not only actually, that, not only that, but also we had went over earlier that a lot of the earlier initial shots, and I don't know how much of that's true today, were saline. Probably because they knew people were going to be dropping dead. They didn't want that many people to drop dead initially or to have really super adverse reactions, even though they are, but they're just able to cover it up better. And, and some of it was that the nurses were going in and actually being like heroes and giving saline shots. That's that's come out as well. So I, how much of that? I, I don't know. There's just no way to really know. You think the original shots did not have all the ingredients they do now. It's obvious. Moderna only had two patented ingredients. Now there's seven. They're actually more dangerous now, I would expect, than the previous ones. So so that's the news that's come out about the FDA. Uh, the CDC also announced in the same week, they announced that they put it out in the media, if you didn't see this yet. U.S. News reported on it on the 17th. Florida Star reported it. We've already got all the media outlets talking about it. They then sent a notice to every hospital in the United States and said this week you can expect all doctors and all hospitals around the country you can expect an outbreak between now and november of this year mm -hmm. of a polio like outbreak right. 
disease among children. Yes. Average age of five years old. Yes. Average age. They, they wow. can foresee that there's going to be a flooding into hospitals around the country that children are going to present with paralyzed arms, paralyzed legs, they're not going to be able to walk, and the CDC is letting all the hospitals know that when you see these presentations, even half of their faces will be paralyzed, in a lot of them. They're calling it acute flaccid myelitis, and they're telling the docs this is what it looks like. Be prepared when they walk in. Make sure you diagnose it this way. There is no cure, by the way, is what they have actually stated to all the hospitals. You just need to start early physical therapy is your only chance to try to restore normal uh, nerve function. And the truth done for life. This the first question you have is: Is how in the world would the CDC know that there's a coming outbreak among children? of a polio-like, as they called it, a polio-like disease in the next four months. I mean, you're Christian, right? Yeah. Some people have the spirit of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Do you think the CDC's got prophets sitting in there going, hey, I can foresee in the next four months there's gonna be a flood of children around the world, average age five years old. They've created something. How do they know it? Yeah. Uh, they actually stated that they have seen small outbreaks every two years from 2014, 16, 18, and they're expecting an even larger one now this year. So I spent the last week trying to figure out why in the world would the yeah. CDC know that this a polio-like new disease in children, average age five years old, average age of five. How would they know that in 2014 is when this problem started and now they know it's going to be even worse now? And they said it was skipping every two years, 14, 16, bizarre. 18, and 21. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go on the CDC.gov's website, it didn't skip any year. It actually has the outbreaks. If you look up acute flaccid myelitis, you can ask my wife, I have been digging into this all week when they made that announcement. I was going to prove to the world why it is they know that children across America over the next four months are going to have paralyzed limbs, arms, and faces flooding into hospitals around this country. I figured it out. It wasn't that hard. If you go to actually 2014, you go to CDC.gov's website, type in acute flaccid myelitis, mm -hmm. and then click on the left side. It says uh, annual outbreaks. Click it, and it shows you a map. 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. It shows the whole map, which states had these cases in them. Every year has had cases since 2014. Okay. There were just more on those odd numbered years. Okay. So that's not very scientific. <laughs> so, so, so the first thing is they lied to you and they said it's skipping years. Right. No, it's not. It's actually been every year since 2014. Right. And interesting, when you type in acute flaccid myelitis, the starting reporting for this disease is only in 2014. It doesn't exist before 2014. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Yeah. They know there's going to be a huge outbreak of this polio-like disease across the nation. Sure. So I want to ask you something. <clears throat> How long do you think the CDC's known about acute flaccid myelitis? Probably for, for since they existed. <laughs> On CDC's website. Right. In the Philippines, reported on CDC.gov, acute flaccid paralysis, they make this huge notice about, right. occurred in polio-derived vaccines in the Philippines in children. Two thousand and one is the date of the article. Way before the two thousand fourteen. So they have known. Now you had to listen to it. It's actually titled "Acute Flaccid Paralysis in Children Due to Polio-Derived Vaccines hmm. in Children." 
So, fast forward now 20 years later. Actually created from the vaccines. It's actually polio derived from the vaccines. Wow. On CDC.gov. So, 20 years later, they're actually stating there's going to be this obviously polio-like disease coming out in children across the United States, a large outbreak, biggest ever. But they've only been tracking this since 2014, supposedly. Well, they know, they know from 2001, vaccines caused it in the Philippine children in right. 2001. Right. Acute flaccid paralysis, vaccine-induced. Now, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What organization in our federal government actually puts together every year the annual vaccine schedule for all children and adults? Do you know what organization it is? Would that be the FTC? Nope. That's the Federal Trade Commission. That is the Centers for Disease Control. So the CDC sets the schedule every year. The CDC, the schedule for all vaccines every year. Do you know of all the, remember they said this is going to happen to children. Of the child vaccines, <clears throat> do you know which one and only one vaccine is actually given at a certain period of time in a year in all children? Probably right before five years old, right? <laughs> nope. It's actually every year it has this one season where they give you this one shot. So the childhood vaccines, which include like Hib and Hepatitis B and yeah, Polio and DTaP yeah. and right. All of them are set up on wellness schedule checks with your pediatrician per your birth date. Right. So all the children in the world are getting Hep B on their birthday, boosters on their birthday, DTaP. All of them are actually set on a schedule surrounding your birthday or the six months between your birthday dates in a year. Okay. Except for one. The actual CDC just stated there's going to be a polio-like outbreak among children in the United States between August and November in the next four months. Do you know that every year there's only one shot that the CDC recommends and mandates and pushes on the populace, including children, from August to the last week of October? Flu shot? Every year. The flu shot. The flu shot. <laughs> they just said. They finally got it. You're going, this guy's slow. No, they just said <laughs> it's going to happen between August and November. Right. We know it's going to happen. Don't go get so the, the flu shot. And they said it's only been happening. All the vaccines are death, guys. It's the same wicked, evil cartels that are pushing every single vaccine. There's none that are good. None. They're all wicked. They're all evil. It's all the same pharma cartel that's pushing these things. I don't advise any of them. Okay. And, um, you know, you're going to you're going to have these vaccines um, commingling with the other vaccines, with the other COVID things. And it's this just this big, horrible concoction of evil that are debilitating people. And um, if you're fully vaccinated going in and getting more COVID shots, man, you're even in a worse position. We've seen these outbreaks since 2014. Mm -hmm. So how do they know this is going to happen in 2021? I already figured it out. Mm -hmm. You can go on the FDA.gov's website and you can actually look at every year which manufacturers of flu vaccines are given the most lots or granted the most purchases by the federal government mm -hmm. to be shipped out across the country. Mm -hmm. Three of the largest five lots being administered and given out to vaccine manufacturers this year for flu shots, mm -hmm. three of the five mm -hmm. were introduced and FDA approved in 2013. Interesting, wow. All three of them have known side effects of paralyzed arms, legs, half of the face called Bell's palsy, and it's in their own documents. Now, each of these three 
who were actually FDA approved and released and started to be released in 2014, were causing this new neurological paralyzed polio-like issue they called acute flaccid myelitis. Do you know how it is they know that in 2021 there's going to be a larger outbreak than any of these other years? Gave more shots out. They gave these five flu shot companies with known side effects of paralyzing arms and legs and children. They just gave them record amounts of lots that they purchased to actually distribute to all of America wow. this year. Some of them are by double any year they were given them before. So I'm going to actually take audiences on uh, our bride on. They're planning on killing and crippling as many of your children as many of, of the children as they possibly can with these flu shots. And we're not even talking about the COVID shots here. We're not talking about all, all the other horrific vaccines out there. We're not, we're not even talking about that. TV show that we're doing live every Wednesday morning, uh, 10 to 11 Eastern. You can expect I'm going to show you how it is the CDC has set this up. All the dates in which each vaccine has been authorized and been given to children. And when you see the spikes in this new acute flaccid myelitis. But I have to tell you. They actually, the CDC, if you really... This guy really does his homework. He's got PowerPoint presentations and the whole nine yards. I think they love us all. And we're just giving us a warning to make sure all the docs and hospitals knew that this was what it looks like and this is what you call it. The shame I find with the CDC is they're telling all the hospitals that when you see it, you're going to call it acute flaccid myelitis. Do you want to know what my problem is with that? It actually isn't acute flaccid myelitis. It's actually Guillain-Barre syndrome. And Guillain-Barre syndrome... Per the FDA's own documents in October before the COVID-19 shots came out in December, the very first listed side effect is Guillain-Barre syndrome. Do you know what we've been saying in the media since October? Guillain-Barre syndrome, if you don't know what it is, it looks like polio. Mm -hmm. Now the CDC's coming out right now going in the next four months we're going to see a polio-like outbreak among children. Do you, know what, the terms. do you know what Pfizer has asked for from the FDA? What? They've asked for an approval right now in September or October of this year to start vaccinating all 5-year-old to 11-years-old. Mm -hmm. And what did the CDC say is the average years of children's ages that gets acute, flaccid, paralyzed arms and limbs? 5 years old mm -hmm. in the last 7 years, mm -hmm. starting in 2014. Now. If it's not just, I'm just going to tell you, they're going to actually push these flu shots known to cause paralyzed arms and legs and paralyzed faces. Only 60% of the children recover from this after a year, being able to walk or use their arm again or their face oh, return. 40% have it for life. Mm -hmm. How does the CDC know that it's going to come out and be a ne the next outbreak of a disease among children is going to be this polio-like paralyzed state? There's two ways they're going to make sure this happens. They're going to push these flu shots that are known to cause it since 2014 that they've approved. And Pfizer has asked the FDA to approve by September or October, allow us to start vaccinating with COVID-19 shots, children ages 5 to 11. If the CDC gives approval, and I'm warning all parents right now, but looking out for this. If it comes out in September that the CDC has authorized Pfizer to start injecting 5 to 11-year-olds, this is exactly how the CDC knew mm -hmm. that children were going to be paralyzed from arms, legs down. They told the hospitals up front, you need to call it acute flaccid myelitis. You want to know why they're telling the hospitals that? To cover, to cover their butts because we know and been telling people since last October that Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is identical in definition to acute flaccid myelitis, and I'm going to show the world next Wednesday morning, 10 to 11 a.m., 
I'm going to show you on the, the definition Dr. Show, right? on the Dr. Artist Show. It'll be on Brighty on TV Live. Go to brighteon.tv and watch it. But I'm going to actually show you all the definitions from every every health official's website, federal government, the COVID. I mean, uh, CDC. You just need to know that the only way CDC, the CDC knows that children are going to start being paralyzed in this massive outbreak across the country, they're going to cause it, is because there's something they're going to institute, which is flu shots, which are coming, all brand new lots across the world, across America, that we've never seen in these doses before. And then if they allow. Pfizer in September or October to start injecting kids five years old to 11. This you, you can't even make this stuff up. It's they're, they're putting it right out in front of you. Right. If they the CDC to. comes out and allows Pfizer to start injecting children in uh, September October, this is how they knew that they were there's going to be all these paralyzed children being coming to hospitals. Do not vaccinate your children this fall. Do not allow them to do the COVID-19 shot. Do not allow them to do the flu shot on any of your children. Crimes against Don't vaccinate. Period. Ever for any reason. It's my advice. Um, th- this, th- th- this is how evil and sadistic that they are. These companies pushing this, and I mean, it, it just boggles the mind how wicked and evil they are. Next report: bombshell exposure. ICU nurse says hospital set to deny care to the unvaxed. Biden's declaration of war on freedom in America, the fear driven by the lying and criminally complicit, corrupt, bought and paid for fake news media, the tyrannical actions of school boards acting outside of the law to abuse and torture your children, the restriction of travel, family gatherings, your loss of employment, the threat of court martial if you're in the military, the loss of real lives, the deaths of what will end up being millions of people by the time we put our foot down and end all of this. All of it is based on lies. Chelsea Walls is nervous about what she's about to do, but she's a hero and we honor her bravery. Chelsea Walls is a nurse. She's a BSN critical care registered nurse with ICU specialty certification. Chelsea is a cardiovascular ICU nurse who's been taking care of patients since 2015 and has selflessly and heroically taken care of COVID patients since the beginning of this nonsense, despite being, by the way, nine months pregnant while doing it. Why? Because that's what heroes do when humanity needs them most. Chelsea Walls is a brave warrior that represents an entire army of our nation's heroes, and she joins us now. I know that you're nervous about coming forward. I I just want you to know that personally, I'm extremely proud of your bravery. Um, And you originally wrote to the show somewhat anonymously, and you Mm -hmm. said that the information the public is being fed by the media is false. Hospitals are not filled up. They're at safe operating capacity due to being short-staffed. Tell me about that. Correct, Stu. Yeah, so we are at no more capacity than we have ever been. In fact, this is probably our normal at this point in time. Now, Uh, understand, this is different for different hospitals. So this is her reality at her particular hospital. um, We're at max capacity because we're short-staffed. You know, we we lost a lot of people when COVID first started, um, and now all these mandates are rolling out. And we are only, our hospital itself, we are less than 60%. Um, successful with these mandates, um, you know, 40% of our nursing staff, healthcare staff, we don't want the shot. Um, they are offering uh, $500 incentives to all the employees who are willing to take it. Um, but so many of us are not willing to. There are nurses going into these clinics just crying because, you know, their lives are at stake. They have to provide for their families. And here we are Amazing. having to choose. So, what does your hospital say? 
about early treatment, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin? So when it comes to medication, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are very taboo um, and criticized. Hydroxychloroquine, I did some research the other day at my, my job, and um, I had found some studies per our hospital's policy um, regarding uh, hydrochloroquine and the efficacy of it in treating um, COVID patients. And I have never once seen it used on our COVID no. patients. Uh, the only things we are using is the standard remdesivir, <laughs> um, which everybody has heard does horrid things to the mm -hmm. body. Yeah. Is that true? Um, is, is, have you seen the effects of the remdesivir? Is that true? What we're saying on this program about the, the kidney shutdown, uh, the flooding of the lungs these, with fluid, is that happening? It is. And, you know, these people are sick, so it could be because of that, but it could be also because of this remdesivir. I mean, that's it's not FDA approved. Well, you can go in there sick, and then they can do a whole bunch of stuff to make you sicker. <laughs> like give your remdesivir and then kill you off with the ventilators and you know but it's all by design it's all on purpose use its eua as well um we've also started actually a new medication that within the last two weeks it actually suppresses your immune system so hold on remdesivir is not fda approved is okay. ivermectin fda approved it is is hydroxychloroquine it is. fda approved it is okay thank you for clearing that up go ahead what were you saying now so um, on those notes, we had a physician who worked um, in infectious disease, and I worked very closely with him in the ICU. He sees all of our patients with infection. Um, when the COVID surge did start, he came around the unit and asked, you know, why, why are we not using ivermectin? At the time, I didn't know what it was. Um, he no longer works with us. I don't know if he was fired or let go or he's he's not with us anymore, and we still do not use ivermectin. So a provider, a physician, a doctor asked why in the heck are we not using this stuff ivermectin and he no longer works there correct. correct so that that leads me to believe that your administration is is really doing the doctoring here and and these administrations to be clear for everybody that doesn't understand these are not these are not providers these are not even medical students much less medical professionals these are administrators that operate a hospital as a for-profit business. So what is, what's coming from the top? What does your CEO say about all of this? Our CEO doesn't have much good things to say. In fact, she's been, um, her staff in the ER, she has been seeking out physicians and asking if they will refuse to treat unvaccinated patients in the ER. What? Okay, so your CEO is asking doctors to refuse treatment to specific patients that don't match her political <laughs> stance on these injections. So mm -hmm. somebody who decides not to get vaccinated, somebody who exercises their freedom of, over their own body, makes choices after their own health, now has to fear a physician agreeing to not treat a patient. So at what point... Did she get any cooperation out of that? Are you aware if there's any physicians that said, yeah, I'll refuse, I'll refuse treatment? Not at this point in time. I do know there are physicians in our community who are giving the heads up to some of my fellow nurses who are seeking um, exemption forms that if they take any part, you know, their licenses can be revoked. So they will not sign exemption forms either. Their licenses can be revoked for signing a, like a religious or medical exemption so that they don't have to take this jab. And these people are worried about their license rather than humanity. 
Um, you know, if you're going to be dead and if your family's going to die and if millions of people are going to die, your license isn't going to do you much good at that point anyhow. Uh, that or would, if you're in hellfire, you know, license isn't going to really... Can't ha hang up a shingle in hell. You know, oh, here's my diploma wall in hell or my licensing in hell. It, it doesn't quite work that way. My stance on this. And that's why you're a hero because, you know, you could face repercussions for this interview. For coming forward, you could be targeted. Oh, yes, you you will. could be targeted by your administration. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. I, I would assume that you're not. Are you going to get inoculated? Are you? Do you believe that this this quote vaccine is is safe? No, absolutely not. I have kids, young kids, who I'm fighting for myself, and I need I need to be around for them. So chances are you're not going to have a job anyways, because I'm assuming that there's going to be a mandate at your place of employment, and you have a deadline: get it or get fired, and and you're going to be fired. I'm assuming. Yeah, currently we have a deadline. We have to be fully vaccinated um, by October 31st or we are terminated. Or, you know, they say voluntary resign, but I will not. <laughs> How many people work at this hospital? There is about 3,200 employees. Okay. How many would you... See, they want you to voluntarily resign. So they don't have to go through the headache that, that we stated before about the frontline doctors where they were telling you, don't let them fire you fight every little thing every step of the way that they're trying to do to you because you don't want to make it easy for the satanic system okay expect are going to be on their way out i would have to say anywhere between 20 to 30 percent of us wow wow and the only person that's going to suffer is the patient right. well and the and the poor nurses that have to you know, aren't making a living anymore. All based and they're on. the good ones. They're the really good ones that I would want. You know what I mean? Like if I had to, <laughs> those are the ones that are willing to actually resign because they're not going to take the kill shot. You know that they're most likely true blue people, you know. Lies. Let's, let's talk about lies. Let's talk about the, uh, the Delta variant. Let's talk about these vaccines being safe. You work in the ICU. You've worked on the COVID unit. Are you seeing vaccine injuries? I would like to think they're vaccine injuries. Um, again, these physicians will never acknowledge that, but I have never seen so many spontaneous strokes, um, deadly strokes, multiple strokes, um, bizarre rashes all over the body. I have never seen such- I've got, what, 17 or 18 pages now, an eight-point font in a Word doc. And, and again, it's it's available on, on the website of, of all the horrific... And granted, I'm not getting it all. I, it might be easily 36 pages of just headline after headline after headline in the smallest font I can make it regarding all the horrific things I've been able to compile. And that's just been in the last, you know, nine months since the kill shot was instituted. I mean... So, you know, I've, I've put out the proof many, many times, and here we have just another person verifying that. Young people come in with cardiac arrest. I have never performed so much cardiac arrest on young people with no, no reason. So these are previously healthy people. All yes. of a sudden, they have heart issues. They're having strokes. We, we, don't, we don't take joy in reporting that we were right but we have had so many experts on this program warning about these jabs. From the, from the very beginning, when these things started early presenting, 
And I don't take joy in conspiracy theories being proven fact when people's lives are being lost. But it is so important that people really understand the big picture. I've got about a minute left and I want you to, final words, I want you to tell everybody exactly what you want the world to hear. You know, the point is, is that we can't give in. We, we have to come together in this. And I know it's a scary place. It's scary for me to be here. Um, it's scary for me to lose my job and not know what comes next. But we have to stand because if we don't fight, we lose. Yeah. And fighting you are. Uh, Chelsea Walls, you're a brave hero. And you keep fighting for those kids and you keep fighting for what's right up until you have no fight left. And I, I, I know that God's going to give you all the fight that we need. So I hope that more warriors like you from all over the place Amen. are going to be inspired Amen. to do what you're doing right now because the media is lying to people. And courage is contagious. That's what's causing the ability. This, this is what is enabling this administration to do what they're right. doing. This is what is enabling global governments to be able to force this thing on people because they have a percentage of a population that really believes that these are safe and effective. News stations have become vaccine infomercials. They really are. And all the commercials that you see in between these radicalized, bought and paid for, uh, compromised news journalists, um, it's all propaganda. It's all lies. And every commercial that you see, so they're talking about it, it's safe and effective. Right. Fox is talking about it. Go get your vaccine. Yep. Uh, they have a doctor on there, this Dr. Mark Siegel, uh, who was on just last night telling everybody to go get vaccinated. It's the best thing you could do. I mean, I don't even have a TV, but but when I see things that are uh, like, a, oh, I don't know, news clips from, from whatever, local news, it's just all absolute total vaccine propaganda. All the line stats for the day and then all the other, and it's just, it's a lot. I mean, you're, you're up against a lot, but, but it doesn't matter. You know, we're to occupy till he comes, Jesus Christ. We're, we're to be good soldiers for Christ, you know, resist the devil, be salt and light, put out truth, you know, help others do, do unto others as you would want done unto yourself. You saw somebody in a burning building, you know, or if you were in a burning building, you'd want somebody to warn you you know, that you didn't burn up and your family burn up in it. That's all we're doing, essentially. It's the same thing. So um, we have that. Uh, God bless her. And then we have FDA admits the COVID vaccinated can shed and transfer the virus from their from their messenger RNA vaccines. They can infect and kill people. That people are getting right now is mRNA um, spike protein from a back coronavirus. Now, this is that lady that I've played before who was a former Pfizer rep. And she, oh boy, did she come off as credible. And um, this is this is her talking again. Protein from a back coronavirus genome that's been um, augmented, that's been strengthened, okay? And once that gets into your body and starts um, replicating billions and billions of spike proteins, you indeed can transmit this to another person. And she's um, talking about the kill shot. Don't take my word for it. Um, let's take a look at the FDA's document from April 2015. Called it's up on the screen right now. Design and analysis of shedding studies for virus of, or bacteria-based gene therapy and oncolytic products. Guidance for safety, April 2015. 
uh, FDA guidance on vaccinated people producing viral variants and infecting others through shedding. This is straight from the horse's mouth. Design and analysis of shedding studies for virus or bacteria-based gene therapy products. This is guidance for industry. So they literally have a document about shedding for mRNA vaccines. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the point of this is to tell the sponsors to do studies, right? Appropriate phased approach studies um, so that you can reduce risk. So shedding, according to the FDA, this is their definition. Shedding means release of a virus-based gene therapy, like a synthetic spike protein, from the patient through one of all the following ways. Excrete it through your feces, urine, saliva, nasal, nasal pharyngeal, your, your spit, your, your, your mucus in your nose, um, or through the skin. So dermal skin-to-skin -skin contact, through pustules, sores, wounds, but also skin-to-skin -skin contact can also shed. What's interesting about this definition is when this virus first hit the United States, there were a number of studies that were done. There was a study done in, in lactating lactating mothers um, with newborns, and it was over 200 infants, and they found that there was basically zero transmission of SARS-CoV-2 to the infants. So it wasn't transmission transmitted airborne, and it wasn't transmitted through the breast milk. They did not find SARS-CoV-2 in the breast milk. Only in one mother did they find trace amounts. So it's not easily transmitted, in other words. It doesn't get into the breast milk. They did another study of like 30-something men, and they tested their semen. There was no SARS-CoV-2 in their semen. There was another study of feces. There was no SARS-CoV-2 in the feces. SARS-CoV-2 did not um, penetrate throughout the different organs and systems of the body. It was very specific. So it didn't proliferate like a, like a retrovirus, like an HIV would. So that's important to note as we now are- so in other words, the unvaccinated would not shed this. What's happening with these people that are vaccinating and what's showing up in autopsies. So shedding, so FDA goes on to say, shedding raises the possibility of transmission of viral gene therapy products. So that synthetic spike protein that all the vaccinated people have right now can be um, transferred to treated from, from them to untreated people. So shedding is real. It's not a myth, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a myth. So again, um, what is the definition of a gene therapy? Because people are like, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about because uh, this is a vaccine and it's not a gene therapy. And, and you know, you and Brenda Goodman from WebMD can, can she, she did an article just a few days ago saying um, the chance that COVID-19 vaccines are gene therapy are zero. This woman needs to lose her job yeah. because that, that is the most irresponsible statement made. Wow. She doesn't know what a gene therapy is. So before you make a publication, she writes for the New York Times and a number of other publications. So before you write something, do your research, okay? Because according to the FDA, a gene therapy are all products that mediate their effects by transcription. What is this vaccine? It is recombinant, um, modified RNA that through reverse transcriptase produces a modified spike protein. Yes, right, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it says um, it, it integrates, um, administered as nucleic acids. Nucleic acids, we talked about, those are the three sequence letters that make up the proteins that make up mRNA. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting so- Gene therapy, right. ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Gene therapy, 100%. Um, well, just one more little piece of the puzzle. Next report revealed UK government expects double COVID vaccinated, meaning you've gotten at least two of your kill shots to be in the hospital. Um, in the hospital. The vax with COVID are a much higher rate than the unvaxed, meaning they're expecting 
the vaccinated to be in the hospital at a much higher rate than the unvaxxed. Why? Obviously, because it's so highly effective, you know. And and they're they're just openly admitting this and hoping that nobody you know actually listens to what they're saying here. This is, um, Bonds Johns. What a name! Chief scientific advisor um, for it's Downing Street. Anyway, um, I'm going to let him talk here. It's from the UK government, essentially. In terms of the number of people in hospital who've been double vaccinated, we know it's around 60% of the people being admitted to hospital with COVID have been double vaccinated. So 60% that are being admitted are double vaccinated. That's a really great stat. Really, the vaccines are really highly effective. If 60%, and that's probably underblown, are double vaxxed. What's the point of getting the vaxxed if you wind up in the hospital? And that's not surprising because... So now he's trying to explain that away. That's not surprising. Well, I thought the vaccine was supposed to protect you. No, it's the exact opposite. Vaccines are not 100% effective. They're very, very effective. That's the, the, oh, they're very, very. That's why 60% are winding up in the hospitals. And that's probably more like 80 to 90%. 100%. We should expect to see a higher proportion of people in hospital and catching the infection who are double vaccinated. <laughs> so we should expect to see that, that are double vaccinated in the hospital or catching it. Boy, I tell you, man, I mean, where do I sign up? It is inevitable that we will see that. We should expect to see a higher proportion of people in hospital and catching the infection who are double vaccinated. That is this inevitable. Is, this is Sky News. Breaking news, Chief Deputy Medical Officer uh, says there's a lot of work to help those who have who have had the authorized COVID vaccines abroad, whatever that means. Anyway, yeah. So there you go. There's there's yet one more insane clip out there where they're just, you know, kind of open the minute. Then we have this. Um, we're, we're shifting back now into more the pushback. Uh, healthcare workers refuse the vaccine. Across the world, healthcare workers are up in arms about the mandates concerning this new experimental medical device. They are protesting, leaving their jobs, and being fired. We as Christians need to recognize this great evil and counsel together to create practical alternatives, alternative practices in home practices, mobile emergency care, independent networks of employers not requiring the vaccines, and so on. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I, 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 I don't have any personal time to... I mean, I'm so overwhelmed with the, with the, uh, this ministry, but I think that whole concept is primo, wonderful, and I would be, I would totally endorse that. Um, we need to get busy building Christian alternatives and fast. We need to host a strategy meeting and bring together experts to discuss action items in the near future. So here's a video on that. So I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to end here on more of a positive note uh, regarding proactive things we can do. So I'm going to go ahead and play this, just a quick video. I will absolutely leave. There's no way that this is going to be injected into me. I mean, there are... These are are all different nurses, I believe, healthcare workers that are talking. ...who say the exact same thing, that as much as they want to work, they're going to quit if it comes to it. I would leave my job if it was forced, if it was mandated. Yeah, they haven't given us many options for exemptions, so, I mean, it's kind of coming to the point of having to look for something else to either our health or our jobs and I think we need to stand up for what we believe in so I do not plan to get it. Good for you. 
these nurses are not alone. And there's a whole bunch of them, thousands of healthcare workers across the country are protesting, resigning and losing their jobs. I mean, it shows a whole gigantic amount of them. Healthcare providers have already factored in the loss of workforce, expecting for 15% to leave. And they are okay with that. Devils. Absolutely, they said that. 15% they were expecting and thought that was an okay number to lose. They would replace us with travel nurses. Travel nurses. What will happen to those in the medical field who stand their ground and refuse to come to the I bless them. Nothing but love. God will provide a way as we as Christians must access these problems in the culture and offer practical solutions. It's medical tyranny. This is like Nazi Germany. It's I mean, it's appalling. In Nazi Germany, 1933, Jewish nurses were outlawed from practicing medicine. Ridiculous. This was to the nation's detriment, as many hospitals then short-staffed struggled to keep up with the workload. Now, how many times have you heard the exact time and day we're living in to compare to, to Nazi Germany? When they were starting to, just starting to come in and really persecute, you know, the Jews. Which is kind of where we're at here with they're persecuting the unvaxxed or anyone that doesn't want to get it. The nurses that remain under the Third Reich also participated in eugenics and forced sterilization of humans. That's what I mean. You stay in this system and they're gonna require more and more draconian, evil, wicked things of you unless something radically changes, you know? And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I know the right thing to always do is to resist evil. Those who did not support their worldview were censored and then lost their jobs and finally were imprisoned and killed. We as Christians must recognize this great evil and must interpose and stop the tyranny encroaching upon us, like standing in the gap. Tyrants will simply continue to wax worse and worse. Second Timothy I mean, 3.13. People need to come out here and, and show up and voice their opinion. They cannot be afraid. They have to be brave because this is the time that you have to stand up and, and say something. Oh. Well, there's a lot of research out there. I think everybody's done their research. There's stuff that talks about heart issues um, in children that are getting them now. Um, blood clots are a concern. Um, and honestly, the part of infertility, I think, is what gets a lot of us. There's a lot of people that want to have families. Um, the vaccine can be attached to the reproductive system where we don't know if people are going to be able to have children or have miscarriages. No, it's quite sad to know what our future is going to look like. We must build alternatives to these tyrannical institutions. I love it. We at Defy Tyrants hope to help in building these solutions. This is Matt Trujillo, the, the pastor, who I believe was actually in the independent fundamental, non-501c3 uh, independent fundamental Baptist church movement that I was in for, for a good time. Uh, I don't know if he's still there. I am assuming he is, but um, I, was, I was familiar with him. It wasn't the first time I had heard of him. So um, I played many of his clips um, particularly recently because he's really on top of this. So we have that. Okay. Then we have this, the masses and the medical regulators across the world awaken to the COVID-19 tyranny. So they're, they're showing like this riot, I think going on in, I, I don't know, like, uh, COVID protests going on somewhere in the UK. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday, September 4th, 2021 emergency Saturday transmission. 
I am hoping that you will take notes and research every claim we make here and see the horrifying truth for yourself that the globalists are publicly declaring a... And in here, they just released a video um, which is entitled Joe Biden expected to make more harsher vaccine. I, listen, bring it on. Just keep going. Keep going. Because what it's doing is it's waking more and more people up, you sick, twisted devil, and you and all your handlers. Just keep going. Keep, just keep putting the, the boot down because I think that's the only thing that's going to wake people up. Any other approach that they've taken has worked. But now that they're really starting to play hardball, at least in America, and I know they're doing that in, in Australia, but at least I'm really starting to see real pushback, you know, and, and America waking up to a greater degree than I've ever seen them wake up over as a result of this. So, I mean, Mike Adams just did a thing, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago or a day ago where he was thanking Biden for, for doing this because, you know, you're, you're becoming your own worst enemy. There, it's it's backfiring on you, and which is what we want. Declaration of war against open free societies, against prosperity, and against human life itself. And I'm going to go over that in great detail in this most important transmission I've ever done. And as the days and weeks and months go forward, and years, if we're still on air, I would imagine those shows will become even more important than this one. But we are in very very dangerous waters right now. We are under directed post-human uh, eugenics operations. We are in Agenda 2030 right now. Now you just saw hundreds and hundreds, it was thousands outside of angry parents and citizens in the UK breaking into the government policy center that was setting policy to forcibly inject under 16 year olds with the deadly gene therapy toxins. And, and this is humanity fighting for its life. These are the people that understand how serious the stakes are and that big pharma and the big banks own and control big tech. And with governments are suppressing the fact that this is a depopulation operation that's been launched in their own words. I'm going to show you those documents. In the moment, I'm going to show you just the last few days. In some places, hundreds of thousands, other areas, millions, tens of thousands, hitting the streets and uh, protesting the global ID uh, and the global carbon calorie passports that are coming out that are officially announced by the Council on Foreign Relations, the Davos Group, the Trilateral Commission, now by the Australian leadership, by the Canadian leadership and others. But let me just show you this new Council on Foreign Relations document that just came out in the last week. And they echo what Klaus Schwab said in the Great Reset and what the UN has said, that the world's never going back and that they're going to have carbon lockdowns now through your vaccine passport app that are going to track and trace where you go and tax you to use a car, to eat meat, uh, to have air conditioning, you name it, with total surveillance, no internet uh, privacy, internet ID, it's all being announced, and the beta test is the UK, Australia, and Canada, and they admit it's being rolled out in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. Which, again, though, the UK goes and makes this announcement that they're backing off the vaccine passports until winter. Now, I don't again, I'm not saying it might not be some kind of bait and switch or there might not be some kind of sleight of hand going on there, but um I was really shocked when I read that to you today regarding that. So, we'll see how that plays out. Um
Anyway. Miami and other areas. So let's just read here at the end of this. The fight for climate after COVID-19. They said, oh, this is really about saving the earth and shutting down human civilization. COVID-19 exposed the world's failure to prepare for the worst. Can we learn to build back better? We had Nancy Pelosi here with that UN statement about build back better means tear everything down and starve you to death. Implode the third world and then organize them into a group to invade the West. Unapologetic and clear-eyed, the fight for climate after COVID-19 helps us understand why the time has come to prepare for the world as it will be rather than it once was. And I've got the actual document they're talking about right here. We'll be getting to it where it talks about the full extinction of humanity is the goal. That's Wall Street Journal, uh-huh. NBC News. Absolutely. That'll probably be about 30 minutes that we'll be getting to this stack right here. Now, this is over an hour broadcast. I'm just playing you the cliff note version where he kind of goes over the table of contents. Just a lot of the stuff I've covered before, but it it's very um, pertinent regarding what the whole subject that we're talking about, the, the, the big picture. Go see this and read this for yourself. But first, let's show humanity as we chronicle this day to day. I'm on air seven days a week now. Let's show humanity what we need to do as the vanguard stands up against this post industrial takeover that the Rockefeller Foundation, the UN, admitted 11 years ago they would be executing. They said by the year 2020 they would launch Agenda 2030, which is the plan to destroy civilization as we know it and reduce population by 90%. So here is humanity fighting back. Okay, so they just show they show a ton of the these protests going on and um I, I can't even cover all those. There there's so many of them. Uh, evidently China has just adopted the Chinese social court social credit system which is with the black mirror system that we talked about. Uh, that just broke um, I kind of want to play this. I'm gonna. It's it's a, it's a quick video. I'm gonna go ahead and play it here. China seems to be preparing for war. Yeah. And several Western nations are allying with them, including Canada, who is now officially rolling out the Chinese social credit score for Canadian businesses. China has recently banned English exams, limited video game use, and erased several pop stars from history. In an attempt to filter out Western culture, China is cracking down on effeminate men while assembling thousands of ships and millions of troops for war with Taiwan. Just last year, half of the CCP's nuclear scientists mysteriously quit on the same day for personal reasons. And last month, the main news outlet for the CCP published an article blaming the U.S. for biological warfare, blaming capitalism for social degeneracy, and calling for a new communist revolution. Now, I didn't read the report this week, but Dave Hodges released this report in you know, it's it's hard with Doomsday Dave. I mean, we're all going to die, and we're all going to die tomorrow. And you know, the the tenor. I mean, and then you've got Debbie Debbie Downer Tavares, who's even worse. And I, I'm not. I'm trying not to just dwell on pure negativity here. I'm trying to uh, 
do as much as I can to um, provide truth, but also to uplift my listeners and also to provide them scriptural basis as to what the real battle is here. Uh, but Dave was saying that, you know, I mean, I can't even go into all the stuff he was saying this week, but that China is actively training now in Camp Grayling in Michigan. We've talked about Camp Grayling in the past, that there's National Guard there that are witnessing. They're, they're, they're speaking perfect, flawless English um, like they've lived here all their lives. They're training now alongside, I believe, I don't know if it's alongside the National Guard there. Um, obviously, I've talked a lot about the underground bases, and, and they talked some about um, Gatlinburg and the mountains of North Carolina, where I'm kind of near. Uh, we've been talking about these things for a long, long time. Then this this report just broke. Uh, China to send naval ships to, to within 12 miles of the U.S. coastline. A leading official in Beijing has warned that China will give the U.S. a taste of its own medicine. This comes amid increasing military tensions between the two superpowers. Uh, I, I don't know why there would be military tensions when Biden's in their back pocket, but anyway. Or, but then again, I've heard certain factions of our government are not. And that Biden isn't actually in control of all the aspects of the military. Now, again, I don't know 100% about all that, but speculation. Uh, earlier this week, China reacted angrily to the presence of U.S. Navy destroyer close to one of its island military bases. In a response, an IRA Beijing condemned Washington's bullying and vowed to give the United States a taste of its own medicine. I've talked about that the Russian and the Chinese recently, they're, they're doing joint military maneuvers together. Uh, yes, the posture is there. Now we, now the push is in. China will give an exact response. China will send within 12 miles of U.S. bases as well as U.S. allies, which would likely be viewed as an act of war. Um, well, with Biden at the helm, it will not be viewed as that, but that's you know one of and then now we have this thing with uh let's see something else there china announces plan yeah okay so we're, we're covering that now with the credit thing um let's play the rest of this the ccp is preparing for war and several world leaders are working with them perhaps this is what the dozens of ghost cities in china are for all now empty ready to house hundreds of thousands of people, including a city that looks like France. Is this for Macron and his fellow traders to someday feel at home? Maybe. Wow. But Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is all in with the communist Chinese. Oh, yeah. And his government has announced on a government website the Chinese social credit score system, how businesses can prepare. It outlines the penalties that Canadians have to look forward to, which include public blaming and shaming and being blacklisted. The CCP is coming to Canada. With Trudeau, Canada has become there. the most willing subject of the CCP, with Australia in second place and the rest of the Western world fighting for third. Who will be left to stand up for freedom? For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so we, we have that. And we again, we've reported over and over Chinese activity on the southern border. The, the, basically that airfield that I believe they took over in Texas. Uh, how their gigantic presence in British Columbia. Um, so many things we've reported on in the last, really I'd say going back three to four years. Their presence. Um, so none of this should really be, you know, any kind of real surprise at this point. Okay, then we, the next report, crisis in America. 
Thousands of veteran nurses are resigning or being fired over the COVID vaccine mandates. Bullied and badgered nurses speak out in public forums. Media line, most COVID cases in the hospitals are vaxxed. The pharma-funded corporate media would like the public to believe that nurses who refuse to be forced to take the experimental kill shot as a condition of employment are a small minority. But are they? What is going to happen this fall if the United States loses 50% or more of their nursing staff? And who else is in the best position to evaluate the effectiveness or harm caused by these COVID kill shots? If not the nurses who treat those who are vaccinated in hospitals, who? Um, you think about it, the nurses are the ones that would you would most likely think that are seeing firsthand the devastation caused from the shots. And I gotta believe that there's a certain percentage of the nurses that might have been like totally pro-vaccine a year ago that maybe now are not pro-vaccine and certainly not COVID kill shot because they're seeing with their own eyes or they're hearing from their other colleagues what's going on. They're seeing their own colleagues being devastated from taking the kill shot. So I got to believe that dynamics going on to a certain extent. This says if you get sick or injured and need hospital care, who would you rather be treated by? Healthcare workers who stand on principles, even if it means losing their careers. And I said that earlier. I'm like, absolutely, they're the nurses I'd want. Or healthcare workers who know the truth but are willing to look the other way and follow the standard protocols and give the kill shots. Or just go along and get along, no matter how harmful or ineffective they are, just so they can keep collecting their paychecks. Here is the other side of the story from the nurses themselves in the video. Their voices are being censored. Do your part to make sure the voices are heard. Share this video. It is literally a life or death issue. The video was produced um, and is available also on Rumble and BitChute. And they give links there to those. And I'm going to go ahead and play this. I think just listening to people talk, how come nobody's asking the nurses why they don't want it? That should be a <laughs> huge, huge red flag. That should be a now, this is some type of meeting they're having where they're, I believe, primarily nurses and maybe some of their spouses. And they're, the nurses are just being like frank and they're passing the microphone around. And this is one nurse saying, you know, why, you know, what she just said about not wanting it. Why, why wouldn't we want it? Huge flake. Why is nobody asking these questions? Because you have healthcare systems that have very minimal people vaccinated. They want to tell you that they're fully vaccinated. They are not. There is departments with 20% vaccinated. Hmm. ER departments are very low. Why? Why, people? Well, again, kind of what I just said. They're there, frontline, seeing the potential devastation. I mean, the first one. Well, maybe not the first one, but right on the front line to see what are the devastation, what are the consequences of not just the COVID vaccine, but they might have been in the system for many years and they've seen the consequences of getting all forms of vaccinations. They're all bad. We are seeing it and they're not listening. I think uh, the last 18 months for a lot of us has been a blur. I mean, what's normal anymore? Nothing. Um, to think that we were once hailed as heroes and people that other people looked up to because of what we were doing is, and to now suddenly we're being referred to as ignorant, yeah. uneducated, and that we're directly responsible for spreading this virus around is absolutely absurd. And again, it's, it's, like, getting, and what's it's happen- like getting a morality lesson from Satan. The very ones accusing you of that, you know, have four fingers pointing back at them and, and are, you know, literally working for Satan to do his bidding. 
in the last three months even has perpetuated that absurdity to just downright insanity. Um, I, I can't, it, it's disgusting that humanity has turned to this and all of this division amongst, um, you know, just good people and even coworkers. You know, we're, we're all experiencing bullying, coercion, name calling, um, segregation. It's just unacceptable. Hi, my name is Heather Cobble and I'm a registered nurse here in San Diego. I actually resigned from my job yesterday as a registered nurse because of this state mandate to be vaccinated. I was no problem working in the healthcare system over the last 18 months without a vaccine, but now all of a sudden I'm a threat to public health. Tell me where this makes sense. All of you sitting up here with your masks on, you know that those masks don't do anything. She's now she's a, this is a different form. It's a board of supervisors meeting. I, I think she said San Diego. Um, and that's where she's speaking. As a healthcare provider, we are taught how to use PPE. We're taught universal precautions and we know personal protective equipment. Implement them when we're when we're dealing with patients who have a viral infection. I don't understand how you guys don't see the bigger picture here. What you're doing is you're creating a healthcare crisis. We already have a nursing shortage in America. So now in San Diego County, I know for a fact there's several hospitals that are operating on an all-bed crisis. You know why we're doing that, Wilma? Do you know why? Because we have a healthcare shortage, a, a healthcare nursing, nursing shortage, excuse me. And you know that. These numbers are skewed. The testing is skewed. This needs to stop. The FDA has admitted the tests are, are, are totally flawed, and, and they're going to discontinue the, 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 the tests at the end of the year. The PCR tests. But yet we're, they're continuing to use a totally flawed test that's totally inaccurate. And we're, yet we're basing everything off those same flawed devil tests. It's, it's total insanity. Or, or mostly off them, I should say. I don't understand. Nathan, you can't even look at anybody when, you're, when we're, they're up here speaking. It's so rude. So rude. And I do have to say one thing. Jim Desmond, I want to thank you personally because I have reached out to you over the last 18 months and you are the only supervisor to ever respond to any one of my emails. So thank you. Thank you. What I find is funny is that obviously everybody agrees we were heroes this last 18 months. We went into the fire. We used PPE that was so ragged because it was used so many times. We were taping it on our face. Okay, and now we actually have PPE that we can use once and get rid of it like it was supposed to be used. Right. And they're telling us now that we're terrorists and that we're dangerous and we're going to kill people. Yeah. But yet the ultimatum doesn't come for two and a half, three months. So now, like where I work, we're at critical staffing levels. They're offering $20 an hour bonuses on top of our overtime. They're shutting down ORs because we don't have enough staff to run all the ORs that we have. So they're, they're begging us begging us to work these extra shifts so we're safe enough now we're not killing patients but as soon as a certain date comes along we're no longer safe exactly it's like right. an expiration date on a carton of milk right right in, in other words you know we're we're safe now even though we're not we don't haven't taken the kill shot but when that date comes we'll be the plague and we'll have to be fired or whatever and again let them make you let let them fire you let them you know, but because of, I, I mean, I tend to agree with, with the frontline doctors when they say, now I understand everybody's different and I'm not telling you what to do. Take it to Lord in prayer fast, pray fast about it. Whatever the Lord convicts you to do, do that. Okay. But I, I kind of like that approach because you're, you're creating is, uh, I, I'm always one for 
trying to throw the biggest monkey wrench as I possibly can into whatever Satan's plans are. And they're telling you that you've got to resign. Meaning that's what Satan wants you to do. You don't do what Satan tells you to do. Try to do the opposite. I mean, whenever you can at least, because most likely that's gonna be the righteous decision. My name is Katie and I've been a Michigan resident for 35 years. I graduated from the University of Michigan with a Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Science in Nursing. I'm in my 11th year of nursing and I've worked for a very prominent healthcare system in Michigan since 2014. I am or was an educator on a general practice unit where we do care for COVID patients, most of which are fully vaccinated. The threats from my employer all started in March of 2020 when I, like many others, received an email stating I was deployed to help during the pandemic and to care for COVID patients. If I did not accept, I would be suspended for three days offered this she is speaking before the house of michigan the the like the house where the their um i'm assuming where their congress is in michigan house bill 4471 uh and i guess she's speaking about this prohibits certain vaccinations as a condition of employment so she's speaking regarding that assignment and if I refused I would be fired. I was deployed for three months and like many others received no COVID pay while caring for COVID patients. We did run out of PPE on many units and many hospitals. No one likes to hear this but it is the ugly truth. We made it work because we had no other choice. We risked our lives and the lives of our families. Many of us left our shifts feeling like a walking biohazard like we were the virus. People shunned us and we shunned other people out of fear. The isolation, the physical and mental strain and the emotional strain taken on by the healthcare community is tremendous. We stepped up to serve and the people called us heroes, a title we did not ask for, but that we earned through our service. In June of 2021, I received an email from my employer threatening termination, this time for non-compliance with their COVID vaccine mandate. The hospital offered COVID listening sessions for staff to ask questions. I attended and did ask questions respectfully. Shortly after, I was greeted by leadership and administration stating that they noticed I was at the sessions and that I seemed distressed. They said I needed to take a week off work to think. I was told that as a leader, it is not my job to question policy. This was followed up with an email from administration stating I would be off work for the week and I needed to report to them upon my return. When I did return, I was pulled aside for a meeting with administration in the middle of my 12-hour shift with a six-patient assignment and a nursing student. I was warned that I could have been fired for my questions at the listening sessions. I was warned that as a leader, I must get on board with what the system is doing. I was told not to answer any further questions regarding the COVID vaccine. I was offered help finding another job and told that if I disagree with this mandate, I should be respectful to leadership and administration and resign my position. Since then, I've been pulled aside almost every shift and asked, for example, do you have questions about the mandate or your termination? Or how do you feel about me posting your position? They are taking a head count and actively attempting to fill our positions before we are even gone. Slimy, stinking, satanic devils straight from the pit of hell. It's disgusting. It's constant harassment and it's true discrimination. Managers have been sent a list of employees on their unit who have not been vaccinated. These staff are now being pulled aside one by one and questioned. They are being pressured, coerced, and intimidated into receiving the vaccine. They are being told they won't be able to find other jobs in healthcare, and those in school are being told they must comply in order to receive future education. We have now been branded anti-vaxxers and have scarlet letters on our chest. I ask you, what happened to HIPAA? Is medical segregation okay? Should we also be stripped of our right to bodily autonomy? Do we really not deserve a choice? The hospital is now offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus for nurses and all over a kill shot that's killing millions and, and maiming and slaughtering them worldwide. And all that's being and all that's they're they're just suppressing all of it and acting like that doesn't exist. 
And that, that's the irony of the thing. It's, it's the biggest depopulation tool we've ever seen. And yet these poor nurses are being browbeat like they're some horrible, leprous uh, pariahs because they want to do the right thing. You know, where, again, when you get to a society where evil is good and good is evil, this is what we should expect. Five extra per hour for extra shifts. They're actively recruiting Canadian and agency nurses. Please, I ask you to consider who will care for you when these hospitals force us to voluntarily resign our positions for refusal of vaccine mandate. After working through this entire pandemic and risking our lives, they will even make receiving unemployment a challenge. Please remember, healthcare workers did not get a COVID vacation to sit safely at home and receive extra government stimulus from their couches. This is a term I've really grown to resent. We worked and we risked our lives for the patient. The the same patients we are now being deemed unsafe to care for. We may be in a vulnerable position being hit when we are already down, but we will not be taken advantage of and we do deserve a choice. Let's be clear, we are not being presented with a choice from these hospitals. We are being presented with an ultimatum, do it or else. We are being forced to decide between risking debilitating injury or death from this experimental vaccine with the highest mortality rate in history, which of course will not be covered by the manufacturer, government or hospital, or losing our jobs and financial stability. Many are leaving healthcare altogether. Exemptions are not the answer. We should not be forced to apply for an exemption from a mandate that is unconstitutional in the first place. Freedom is the answer. We went from hero to zero, essential to completely expendable. Please help us. Help us to protect our freedom of choice. It's the best things you can give to all healthcare workers and to your community. Our bodies are choice, and we ask you for liberty and justice for all. Thank you so much. Devin says she's lost respect from patients, colleagues, even family over her choice. I talk to God every day. I pray before I go into work for him to give me the strength and for someone to come and say I'm not compassionate. This is a, a news report. They're just kind of going from one thing to the another. For making a choice that is best I feel for myself and my family. It's shameful for people to say, you know, I don't know if some of my family is going to see this, but it does hurt to those people who Sorry. <laughs> to lose people who are supposed to be the ones that will stand by you no matter what. Milwaukee area hospitals have set October and November as deadlines for staff to be fully vaccinated. And I just want to bring up a legal thing that I want everybody to know because in nursing... I really feel like this is where, where Jesus Christ talks about separating the sheep from the goats. I think this is a form of that. I really do. I think if you really love truth and, and you have, you know, and you're willing to actually embrace truth, no matter how hard that truth might be, I think this has really brought a lot of people to face the horribly horrific truth about our government, about the world agenda, about the medical pharma cartels, and, and um, it's not easy. It's not easy for a lot of people. It's 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 an absolute total abhorrent shock to them. Um, and then now the poor people that maybe were on that side and that are coming out of, let's just say they're coming out of the matrix kind of for, you know, they're understanding, um, who their true friends are. They're understanding that, you know, their family members that they thought were their friend are not their friends at all. They're not, they're their enemies actually. And, uh, I, I went through that a long, long time ago with my family. I mean, when I stopped celebrating Christmas and you know with Taylor and oh man they that was that was bad that was bad 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 when I started stop celebrating the holidays and 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 I've been on my own so I've already been through a, a lot of these types of traumatic I mean decades ago kind of and 
Uh, but I, I mean, I, I feel horrible for these people coming to this realization that, you know, wow, they're actually seeing the truth and they're seeing the light. They're, they're understanding things. And I don't mean all the biblical truths out there, but in this particular issue, it's such a dividing type of thing. Um, and then realizing their families are their enemies now because they're just going to go along to get along. They're going to do whatever their, you know, maybe pastor, maybe their MD, whatever the TV is telling them to do. And they're not going to, they're going to view you as the enemy. You know, and the Bible talks a lot about this type of stuff, this, this type of behavior, especially in the end times. We are taught about intentional crimes and torts, right? That's what you were speaking to with informed consent. Yeah. Okay, it says an intentional tort is assault and battery. Assault yes. is the threat of an unwanted action or a bodily contact. Yeah. Battery is an assault that is carried out and includes willful, angry, violent, negligent touching of another person's body, clothing, or anything attached to them. Forcibly removing patient's clothing and administering an injection after patient has refused it are all examples of battery. This is out of my nursing book. Examples of battery. So when these people are administering the shots, especially to somebody that doesn't want it, you're committing battery. But you're, you're not. It's just more than battery, though. You know, battery implies, okay, I got battered. I, I got, you know, um, beat up or something like that. Th these, these, you're going to heal from battery, typically. You get punched in the face or you fall down or whatever. Well, you're typically going to heal from those from those things this shot you're not going to heal from most likely i mean unless god intervenes it's rewriting your dna <laughs> it's filling you full of nanotech it's cultured off a board of babies i mean we're talking a whole other animal this is so far beyond this is premeditated mass murder because they're even saying and they're admitting that you know they they like we've we've went over those things where the one oil company was believing that within three years all these all the vaccinated will be gone just like they're preparing for the nurses that, that they're not going to have. Well, these big companies are preparing for whole swaths of their companies will not be here and they're the vaccinated. So a lot of that's going on right now. From four years ago, this is what they teach us. If we did this to a patient, if you told your patient informed consent and they said no and you did it anyway, yep. you would go to jail, you'd yep. get your nursing license yep. taken away, and you'd be a criminal. Yep. So now what they're doing is they're putting us in the position of saying either you become a victim of a crime voluntarily and the nurse giving the injection when they know you don't want it is committing a crime. That nurse can lose their license and we're being told to be a victim of a crime in order to keep our employment. I understand conditions of employment. I understand there's certain things you do and don't have to do, but nobody should have to become a victim of a crime that could result in somebody going to jail and losing their medical license in order to keep our job. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to touch base on a few of those things because about the adverse reactions. I'm a triage nurse, and so people will call with like concerns of whether it be from COVID directly or the vaccine. And I feel like a lot of people from their doctors are getting discouraged or invalidated almost um, to say that those symptoms are specific to the vaccine or from the vaccine, I should say. Um, and then as far as transparency goes, um, we were also at one point reporting positive COVID cases of people that were vaccinated. And I feel like, I don't know, it must have been two, three short weeks later, mass email that said, we don't want to know anymore whether they're vaccinated or not. Huh. So really? I don't know, red flags, like why don't you want to know whether this yeah. vaccine is working or not? And all the other nurses around are shaking their head, agreeing with her. Because clearly it's not. Herself. What are you seeing for now, this is a little bit harder i think this might be the last clip this is a little bit harder. it's, it's a girl um 
marching, I believe, in the Miami area. And um, she's a nurse, and she's going to tell her story here, but it's a little bit harder to hear. Seen injuries? Um, 33, uh, just, just this past week, how about this? Uh, three fully vaccinated individuals deceased. Um, in three fully vaccinated individuals deceased. Clots left and right, DVTs. Clots left and right. Pulmonary emboli. Um, I mean, on blood thinners, and this was ever since they got vaccinated. Uh, I had a 30-year-old woman who um, started bleeding, basically hemorrhaging, ever since she got injected, uh, literally within the 48 hours, and she... Sorry, there's a lot of extra noise with this one. It sounds like a, a, a train going by. <laughs> I don't know. This uh, this poor woman is a mother of two. Um, like I said, 30 years old, and she was fully vaccinated and regrets it deeply. This was a month ago, and she is now intubated in critical condition, fighting for her life, potentially about to leave her children motherless. And, of course, she regrets 1,000% being injected, and she acknowledges it. So did her physician. So... I don't know why the lies continue. I see it every single day. This whole story about 90% unvaccinated cases. No, I can tell you I've been in the. So in other words, she said the the whole story about how 90% of the people in the hospitals are unvaccinated. She says no, no. Online for the last year and eight months, or however long it's been, too long, and that is a complete lie. I have seen nothing but vaccinated individuals. So in her experience, she's seen nothing but vaccinated individuals in the hospitals, which, again, is what we're seeing by and large. We're seeing that unbelievably in, in Israel. I mean, wherever they have the highest vaccinated populations, that's where they're going to have the highest admission rates. The one guy from the U.K. admitted, he said, you know, the double vaccinated, are, that's who, they're, they're the ones that are going to be getting sick. They're the ones that are going to be, we're going to be seen in the hospital. And I, I mean, you know, it's just crazy to even think about getting a shot. And you work in the ICU, right? I have worked ICU. I am on a unit that is strictly COVID patients at this point. So the news media is lying. How about that? The whole time. So she works in the ICU in a COVID, COVID ward, and the news media is totally lying about everything okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna play this real small clip here because it if i wait till next week it's not going to be pertinent and it's one of the videos they just released joe biden expected to make harsher vaccine mandates um we're thinking tomorrow now it'll maybe the same day as, as i release this which will be monday um either monday or tuesday we're looking at him even come so good double triple down joe quadruple down just lower the boom joe do whatever you got to do you sick twisted devil go for it joe go for it because it's backfiring on you and all it's it's creating is more hatred for you and more people are getting their eyes open to what evil this absolutely represents because joe they associate you with evil and if you're telling them to get the kill shot uh, more and more people are going to associate that with that with being pure stinking evil which i think is wonderful 
Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. May every one of their wicked, evil, sick, sadistic plans backfire on them. And may they all be in derision and turn on each other and devour one another. May their own, may they fall into the pits that they have dug for one another. And all of these are biblical concepts here when it comes to dealing with pure, unredeemable evil. He expects Biden, or he knows Biden, will be making more. So this is from RT. Biden to announce more actions on COVID-19 vaccines before you in General Assembly after appropriate mandates. I guess the Surgeon General is saying this. So we're, we're expecting even harsher vaccine mandates. Maybe Monday, Tuesday. I mean, you, if, if I release this on Monday, it'll be the same day. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We don't know. Now, there's been a ton of pushback. So maybe that's not going to happen. I don't know, but I figured I should at least let play this very short clip on it. Chins on COVID-19 vaccines before he meets with the UN on Tuesday. So if they can get Biden out of bed, uh, maybe lure him with some tapioca pudding and uh, get him out of bed and get him all cleaned up and hopped up on whatever it is that they do to get him to talk. Adrenochrome. And uh, he'll probably make a, an announcement tomorrow or if he can't hack it, uh, he'll send up Saki or maybe... Uh, some other spokesperson to do that, but that will be announced most likely tomorrow. Okay, so we have that. And then we're going to, um, another report, fully vaccinated with Pfizer, you're th 6 to 13 times more likely to get del the Delta strain than someone with natural immunity, this particular study says. So again, we just keep seeing that theme over and over again, that the vaccines are horrible and um satanic then we have this uh global non-compliance movement launched after against medical tyranny as rfk jr recently stated in an interview see i don't play his interviews i'm sorry but he, he he's got something going on with his voice and it's like nails across a chalkboard to try to listen to him god bless him i'm not judging him i'm just saying i don't want to like play his interviews for my listeners, because it's it's kind of tough to listen to. Uh, typically, there's like some type of text that we can... I mean, God bless the guy. I mean, he's willing to put himself out there and everything. But again, he is still on that team, like with Sherry Timpany and a lot of those... Carrie Madaj and a lot of those doctors that are really heavily yoked up with a lot of new age concepts. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if when Trump, Trump, Sarah, Nasera, Gasera comes around, they're going to all be on that same train together. Alex Jones and Mike Adams. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Dave Hodges on there and a lot of other people yoked up with that. Okay. Again, it's, I'm speculating, but I, I don't trust the end of the day, their theology at all. <laughs> So anyway, the time has come for all people to take a stand against medical tyranny and say no to the toxic vaccines, vaccine passports, and medical mandates. All around the world, informed, passionate citizens are rising up against the medical tyranny from truckers in Australia to peaceful protesters in France, the UK, and Canada, and the United States. The Tea Party patriots have announced protests in 60 cities with details at stopmedicalmandates.com. I give you a link there. You can just go there. The people of the world are increasingly realizing the the pandemic was a malicious scam to mass murder innocent people while enslaving the people under tyrannical government rule. COVID internment camps are real and have been announced in Australia, New Zealand, well, uh, and Canada and the U.S. The COVID vaccine is so toxic that when a truck, uh, when a truck carrying Moderna vaccines overturned recently, 
and I believe that was in West Virginia, the Department of Defense seized control of the area and brought in a hazmat team while closing the airspace over where the uh, Moderna vaccines were overturned on, on the interstate or on the highway. They closed the airspace in order to contain the hazardous materials in the vaccine. So they are safe and effective 100%. There's just yet one more proof. There's a link to the story there if you want to know more about that. I was going to cover it, but I just I can't get to it all. We're, yet we're told they're safe enough to inject, of course, but too dangerous to allow a spill on a public roadway. That, that makes sense. Fauci and the CDC are liars. The FDA is run by big pharma crooks. The vaccine manufacturers are mostly admitted felons who have long histories of carrying out crimes against innocent people. The vaccines are deliberately loaded with spike protein bioweapons as well as other mysterious ingredients that appear to be magnetic. And then we're going to, because I'm almost out of time here, we're going to finish out with COVID agenda pushback headlines. First one, Monica Smith refuses to be silenced, chooses jail over the unfair bail. Then top FDA officials re resign to avoid prosecution for crimes against humanity as White House and CDC commit genocide. Uh, then 90 Chicago area school bus drivers quit over vaccine mandates, 70 on the same day. Now they're 500 short. Wow. Uh, then we need more of this. High school students stage walkout over mandate. Then we have a sermon, I believe from Pastor Trahelia. I might be butchering his name, sorry. The attack on work by governments and corporations right now. Our government is teaching men not to work, and the government and the corporations are trying to make men unable to work. These tyrants are so brazen, they are even willing to attack the very created order of God regarding work. And you must stand against them. And you must stand for Christ. Here's the link to the um, LA Fire Captain's 12-minute declaration of defiance to the mandates. Here is the link about the mother denying, denied seeing her child by a judge because she refuses to get the kill shot. Then, Oregon State Troopers put on leave for powerful video where he says, quote, I've fallen in line for over a year with these useless, ineffective mask mandates, and I will do no more. Then, Oregon police and firefighters sue governor over COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Uh, then, 220,000 U.S. military service members say no to Biden's forced vaccines. Uh, that We covered that earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. Then, must see. New York City restaurant refuses to comply with COVID vaccine passports. Uh, then Satanist Trudeau heckled at New Market Canada. Next one, massive protest in Canada today against mandatory vaccine COVID passports. 30 to 50,000 people marching in the streets shouting freedom. I saw nothing about this on the news though, of course. Then bombshell from Dr. David Martin. Only FDA approved COVID shot does not exist. The, the only FDA approved COVID shot does not exist in the U.S. marketplace. That's what I've been saying. It's not going to be available for two to three years. Therefore, they're not going to have to disclose the ingredients. And it, the one that they, the one that is on the market is the, is the one that's still under emergency use. And they're going to keep going with the same non-disclosure of ingredients and the same uh, no liability risk. And they could change the ingredients because it's under emergency use. That's the one that people are going to keep getting. Mayor of Warwick Township, Ontario, just publicly came out against the vaccine passports. There's people in Canada now in power even saying this is wrong. Then hundreds of thousands of French citizens protest vaccine mandates for the eighth week in a row. And that just keeps going on and on and on. Uh, then Arizona Attorney General COVID-19 vaccine mandate, mandate for city employees is unconstitutional. 
Staff sergeants file class action suit against COVID mandates. Then 27 U.S. Air Force pilots resign over COVID-19 mandates. 19 governors and two attorney generals resist Biden's vaccine mandates, and that's from this last week. Uh, Portugal and Sweden now have banned travelers from Israel. I mentioned that earlier. Oh, it's Portugal and Sweden. I'm sorry. I said Iceland and Sweden. Portugal and Sweden banned travelers from Israel, the most vaccinated nation on earth, because they don't want them bringing, bringing it over and shedding their spike proteins and infecting their populace. Then people in Sydney are out and about in direct defiance of the government's strict lockdown, where they're showing them on the beach and stuff. Thousands of people. I was surprised. That's in Sydney. Then, for the ninth consecutive Saturday, throngs of people across France take to the streets to protest the government's vaccine mandate and health pass. And that's all we have for today. I'm totally out of time. Lord willing, we will see you back uh, next weekend for another audio. God bless you.